0: Welcome to wearable progression from quantified self to qualified self, a podcast about all things wearables and running hosted by kinematics. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Wearable Progression, where we talk about everything with regard to tech and running and even a few things outside of that. And today, super excited because we have another wearable tech company on the line, our first of sorts since doing the the podcast. So we have Greta Kritzer, who is co-founder and CEO of Cosinus, a wearable tech company based in Munich, Germany. Welcome, Greta. I hope I pronounced your name and the name of the company at least close. <laughs> yes, it was great. Thank you, Angela. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you for joining us. And, uh, and of course, joining the conversation, we have Paulo de Sanche from Kinematics. Hi, Paulo. How are you?
1: I'm okay. And you, Angela? And, um, Doing well. And, uh, so we are close to the Christmas. So good Christmas for you and Greta. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So Greta, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you started Cosinus and and what kind of wearable tech you're developing at the company?
2: Yes, of course. So I'm actually from Hungary, not from Germany. I moved to Germany when I was 10 and studied business development with focus on innovation management and operations management. And um, I met my co-founder when I was in university. He studied engineering electrical engineering with focus on medical engineering and actually it was his phd thesis that got everything started because um he had the task to develop a wearable health tech device for elderly people who want to live at home and who don't want to get uh, to go into into care so he had to develop a device that can measure relevant vital signs without disturbing the user so they can go on with their everyday life so that other people see that these people need some some uh, medication. So without making them being a patient, I don't know how to say it, uh, you know, the, so that others don't see that these people need medical help. So he was the one who Invented the technology, who looked at the body, looked everywhere where he can measure relevant vital signs and came up with the ear canal and um, showed that he can measure heart rate, heart rate variability, body temperature and blood oxygen saturation in the ear canal continuously without disturbing the user. So that's kind of the starting point of our company. We founded it in September 2011 in Munich and you know started to to make out of a prototype a market ready product which is a very very long and um, expensive process <laughs> and um, with a lot of trial and errors and yeah that's kind of the story that we We have, and uh, we launched our first product um, last year in uh, September at the um, World Championships, Ironman 70.3 World Championship in zell Austria. And since then, you know, we had some learning cycles with production and so on, and now we are on the right way. And uh, we focus on triathletes because... um, With this product, we are measuring heart rate, heart rate variability, and body temperature. So we kind of replace the chest strap with a product that has the same accuracy, but is providing you more than just heart rate. It's providing you especially the body temperature that we see as a very important vital sign in endurance sports.
0: Right. So that's um, quite interesting. Uh, I mean, I know that there are some other wearables that measure like body temperature at night while you're sleeping, but what is, what are some of the correlations or why is body temperature so important for triathletes during the exercise? And, you know, I think the most common thing people think of is overheating. So it's important to stay hydrated, but like, what else should they consider? What have you found?
2: Well, you know, we were sitting together with scientists, um, for example, in, the, in in Cologne, in the sports university of Cologne. And we were talking about where, this question. And um, they were not just one points that this guy told me. They were like, you know, with body temperature, when you you have the continuous data of it, you can yeah, you can tell burnt calories with a very, very high accuracy because um, temperature is a energy unit. So you can have a much more accurate counting of of burned calories. For example, you can have this, you know, the the hydration level. That's one of the most or the one of the unsolved problems of endurance athletes because you know they look at everything, but they all have Not really a clue when they have to drink, how much they have to drink, and um, what they should drink (laughs) at that point of time. And that's kind of the one of the biggest issues still. What's out there. And um, yeah, these are the two easier um, issues. And the one we see is called, or the effect that we see is called the cardiac drift. So that means that if you are Bringing physical performance, um, your muscles are working, and everybody knows this, it's getting hot. Um, you're feeling hot, so your body temperature is rising, um, and it's absolutely normal. But it's also absolutely normal that your body is starting to regulate the temperature because there's a, a natural process in the body to regulate temperature to a predefined level. And um, if your temperature is rising higher, then this regulation process is starting, and this process is while well, needing energy. It's kind of the heat from your body core um, will be transported to the to the hands and the arms, so to the to the surface. And this transportation process needs you know your heart has to beat more or more frequently because you have to pump all the blood to the surface of your skin so that you can cool your body and um this is going hand in hand with a rising heart rate so to to tell it on an easy or a very a way that may be more understandable is um you know you have the same performance um and your heart rate is rising and um usually you have this um yeah this theory that performance and heart rate are linear to each other so if you bring more performance then your heart rate is rising in the same manner and here we have a well an effect where you bring the same performance and still your heart rate is rising up and i really think that i don't know if you saw ironman um world cup in on hawaii there's a very, very often that people who wear favorites and who wear like the first all the time, that they like, it looks like they're giving up, but it's not giving up. It's really like the body is overheated. You, you can call it overheating or you can call it performance breakdown because the body can't cool itself down enough. And then um, they like ending up on 20th place or something like that. I'm really, yeah, I really think that if we could measure the body temperature continuously during these races, for example, that we would see some very, very interesting uh, data on, on, on their body temperature.
1: This is fascinating. I, I read recently a paper that studies uh, the different management of temperature between uh, women and men. Mm-hmm. Have you arrived to some conclusion on that? Uh, because what I read is that uh, women, uh, they have some differentiation on, on the mechanisms of regulating the temperature, but also on the dissipation of the heat uh, because they have uh, less surface in the body. Okay. Uh, uh, do you know something about that? Or You have done studies comparing uh, the difference between men and women on that?
2: What I surely know is, you know, women do have their cycle um, and um, temperature is varying due to the cycle. I mean, if, if a, a woman a woman is um, you know the days when she can get pregnant, the, yeah. um, yes, that's um, in these days or in this one day or one, the body temperature is rising higher. And also if a woman is um, pregnant, the blood, body temperature is continuously higher than the normal temperature so you see this temperature cycles based on this temperature cycles you can tell when the woman is um, how you call it
1: you know but you are not you are not considering uh, when they are running you are considering during daily activities yes or,
2: or, i mean i mean i mean daily activities right now during running i i didn't see these studies, um, what? But oh. I can imagine that you say they have a a surface that's smaller than than men. And I also know that men are sweating easier and um, sooner than than women. but yeah. um, I can't explain you why, um, to be honest. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, so I, I think most of the scientists, they don't know exactly um, why, but but uh, it's a fact that they consider that there is uh, mm-hmm. a, a thing on that. What I think also very interesting is the combination uh, between the variation of the earth rate with the, with the temperature. Have you done also uh, uh, this uh, based on the, uh, the biomechanical effort? or, or So If uh, what is influencing what? If it is... The fatigue, or, or or the biomechanical effort that is affecting the heart rate and body temperature, or it is more the opposite, or maybe uh, this works in both ways.
2: You mean what is influencing heart rate and body temperature, or um, no, do you what mean is the, the influence?
1: Between- what is the consequence of that on the biomechanical performance? or if it is the, influ- the influence on the other way, if the, if it is the biomechanical performance that is influencing the body temperature. What I want to say is, so is if someone is more efficient, mm-hmm. more efficient uh, biomechanically when they are running, this simply f- implies also that is more efficient in managing the temperature and the earth rate variation.
2: So it's definitely so if you, if you- have if you if you are active and you if you are running then your heart rate is um your heart rate is influenced by by the running so by the biomechanical performance how you call it yeah. um because you know you have to move your muscles and so on and your heart um heart rate goes up and um <sighs> but your heart rate is also influenced by so many other factors like you know if you are I don't know if you are mad because of something, because you know, there comes a car and almost hits you. And uh, so your heart rate goes up. So heart rate is a very, a vital sign that is very, how do you call it? Very, um, moving very fast. So it's changing a lot and moving very fast. And um, body temperature is a bit more constant. Last year I was in in, at the Stanford university and I was talking there to a professor who is researching on body temperature? And he told me, I think it was great. He told me if he had to choose between heart rate and body temperature, what he's um, measuring, then he would choose body temperature because it's much much more constant than than heart rate because heart rate is so fluent. And um, he kind of compared it to to the watts uh, that bikers are measuring. You know, the the, the energy, the watt. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the watts, the powers. Yep. Yes, yeah, the power, yes. Um, because that's also a very you know constant, not moving a lot unit. and um, he found it's it's great to be able to measure that. And he was telling me a lot about this um, about this cardiac uh, shift. and um, he was also one person who um, developed a device that You know, helps you with regeneration by cooling your body temperature, um, by cooling your body down. And um, yes, we are working with him together. But um, to get back to your question, so heart rate that is influenced by by performance and also body temperature is influenced by performance because, you know, you have these muscle movements and um, they are generating heat and um, you're getting hot. So uh, your body temperature is also rising, and uh, this rising body temperature, on the other side, is influencing your your heart rate that will rise because of your rising body temperature. Yeah, yeah that's quite interesting
0: that you bring that up. The because there are a lot of things that can affect your heart rate variability, right? So yeah. even if you even if you're eating something, your heart rate tends to to change a little bit, right? Or depending on, or if you had a cup of coffee or yes, things yes, like exactly. that, right?
2: Because, um, yes, your stomach is working and yeah. all these processes are influencing it, yes.
0: Right. So I'm curious, what have some of your customers or beta testers, um, I, I actually don't know if you have started selling it, but what has been some some of the feedback in terms of, were they surprised at some of the body temperature readings that they were getting? You know, things like that. Um,
2: yes, yes. While well, there's absolutely no um, experience on it, what the body temperature should be, so mostly the feedback was, what does that mean? It's nice right. to hear, but uh, <laughs> what does it tell me? And uh, we're kind of still in this process to, we don't want to tell people something. Our gain or what we want to do is, you know, have these researches and then have a scientifically proved, you know, value we can give give the user. But for example, Jan Frodeno, um, the pro triathlete, um, the German pro triathlete, he was very interested in the body temperature, for one because of Hawaii, and also because you know he has his coach, and his coach tells him body temperature is important because you can, you know, um, have insights into your performance, and you can bring more performance, and that's everything a triathlete wants to do: is you know be a bit faster, a bit better. So yeah, um, that's kind of what we are working on. Um, is really this this value that we can give with body temperature, providing this value the user. What we are not doing today.
1: I'm I'm anxious to to combine uh, the information of your device with uh, our uh, device tune, and see what correlations we can uh, extract from uh, from uh, the combination of of uh, monitoring biomechanics with the earth rate and temperature. Okay. Uh, but I have one question for you. I, I don't know if you have other competitors and uh, if you have, what it is uh, the differentiation from your technology compared with those?
2: Yes, that's a good question. So if you look at our device as an alternative to the chest strap, then um, we have competitors that you all know, the Fitbits and uh, all the other trackers um where our differentiation is accuracy clearly because we are, have an accuracy as high as as uh, premium chest straps and um, measuring on the wrist heart rate measuring on the wrist is simply it's simply not possible to do it in an accurate way because the wrist has a lot of yeah a lot of disadvantages for optical measurements um I can list it up to you, but it's a long list. So yeah. <laughs> I think the, the most crucial one is the movements that you have with your hand all the time. Not only the hand movements, but also the muscle movements in, in, inside your wrist and so on. So it's really a not good place to measure, but it's really convenient and it's perfect for a wearable. So and um, looking at um, body temperature... As far as I know there's not lot not a lot other devices out there that can measure body temperature continuously and in a mobile way the one that I know of is a pill that you have to swallow and this pill is going through your that's yeah, crazy <laughs> through your stomach and uh, you know all the things that they go through and then it's coming out again and then you can hold the device to your body and then you can read, you can see your body temperature. So that's that's one thing that I know of that American football players have to wear to sometimes or to, to use. And um, that's, as I know, coming from NASA, but um, it's um, not really available somehow. So you can't really buy it. It's kind of, I don't know, um, hard to get it. and. Um, not only that,
0: I don't know a lot of people that would be willing to swallow yes, that's, that's a wearable, the point. <laughs> you know, <laughs>
2: <But> <laughs> at least not the now. Future, I don't know. It, it, it could be that, you know, you have to implant in 20 years. Maybe there are only implant implements um, that go yeah, so under your skin but, or whatever. Yeah, and there are already some like
0: that. You know, it's, it's a, actually a good transition to the next question about kind of where you see things going in the next two to five years as it comes to wearables because I mean things have progressed quite a bit right in the last few years but at the same time we're just scratching the surface in terms of what we can measure where we should measure things and then as you pointed out Greta what do people do with the information you know what I mean so because there's all this data about your steps your heart rate your all these things even fertility or uh but what do you what do you do with it so from your perspective and having been in the wearable tech industry for a few years now where do you see things going in the next two to five years
2: yeah i think that's the key point that you measured is what to do with the data and also what data do i have i think that's the two key questions because from my point of view what i saw the last few years is a it's a huge, um, yeah. How do you call this thing? It's a trend for wearables. Every wanted to have. Everybody wanted to have a wearable that is measuring your steps or giving you some kind of units that you don't even know how they how they measure or what they measure or what they do with it. So you had these units, and then um, there was this effect that people got. They d- didn't want it anymore after 40 days. For how many days? Because there was no meaning in it. It's. It was like, okay, uh, I see the data and, and what's next? So it was like, yeah. And I think what I see is that this movement is kind of um, ending, so going back. So what I see is major companies um, turning away from all these devices that they uh, sold all the time and turning to, you know, wanting accurate vital signs or accurate measurements and also relevant vital signs because I think most of them are going into health Um, because in health if you have health issues then all this data is crucial to to help you to really give you some you know some some value um, because it really can make your life better so it's easier to to cope with these users than to give some, yeah, to give people something who who don't really need it to tell it in this way. So what I see in wearable tech is, you know, moving from lifestyle products to more health-oriented products. And for health-oriented products, you need accuracy and you need relevant vital signs um, that give you some value.
1: But uh, um, is a different business plan, also uh, or not? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Because yes, is yes, the time to market is quite different, and also um, the distribution of of the products of the product. Do you envision also to sell directly to consumers and and make this a more lifestyle thing? Are you, for example, thinking heading uh, music or 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 something that's? That explores the technology with the value of the technology, but also gives some fun.
2: Yes, yes, that's definitely the the step that we are working on right now. Uh, adding music to the devices, but for us, it was more important, you know, to have the right measuring technology and then adding the fun factors, um, as you call it, because people, also people with health issues, um, need some need some motivation to use all these devices and this motivation is definitely coming from, you know, from lifestyle function functionalities like, like music, for example, or like assistance or, or other lifestyle functionalities. So yeah, we are definitely doing that.
0: So I'm curious, this is a question for, for both of you actually, and kind of going off of your comment about, it's really all going to be about healthcare. So, as a runner, right? So, so with both of our companies, we're, we're targeting runners, triathletes for, for coziness. But so let's say, c- cause that's been a prediction made by others that, um, eventually the companies will have a healthcare program where their employees, if they track their health and their activity, they'll get a discount on insurance and, you know, doctors will be able to track your, your data that you're wearing and that you know, healthcare treatment will be better, things like that. But then if you're looking for something really specific, and this may be kind of a loaded question or <laughs> maybe you don't have the answer, but I would just love to get your thoughts. So if I'm a runner and, okay, fine, there's all this healthcare aspect to it, but I want things that are specific to me as a runner that may or may not be relevant to my doctor, or maybe they are, I don't know. But how how would you balance that or how – how do we, or how do athletes kind of go about figuring out, I need this for my performance as an athlete, you know, as a runner, Mm -hmm. but then I've also got this other stuff that my doctor and my insurance want to know about. Is it multiple devices? Is it, um, kind of a general device and then a specialized device, or I don't know. I just, that, that question kind of came to mind as you were talking about Eventually it's all going to go to healthcare and And then Paula's point about yes, it being a totally different business plan. (laughs) You're right, it is. So then, as the consumer, how do you, how do you differentiate and how do you figure out? All right, well then, which
2: one do I wear? (laughs) Right. So I think. Yeah. Sorry, Paula.
1: No, no, no. You you move on. You are the VT.
2: (laughs) I think ideally it should be one device. You know, the device should be, of course. yeah, it's accurate that healthcare physicians can, can use the data, but also it should give you the functionalities that you as an athlete want. Um, so it goes into the direction that Paul said, you know, adding um, audio or music or coaching or whatever um, to a measuring device. Of course, that would be the ideal way, I think. But what do you think, Paul?
1: So <clears throat> it's a topic that I could talk maybe two hours about okay. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: but, but uh, uh, I think um, so one of the things that I would hate to see in the future is a kind of standardization of uh, technologies that could be used in in a working environment. I, I think there is a trend, uh, a strong trend motivated by basically by two forces. One is our, our personal behavior. So we are becoming aware, uh, and is the first generation that uh, is really becoming aware that um, we are maybe going to live 20 years more than, uh, than our parents. And this changed uh, the perspective how we see uh, or how we want to take care of our body. Uh, to live th- those 20 years in the better condition possible, and the second, uh, the second force is by the rise ra- of uh, healthcare costs and the impact that is uh, having on 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 taxes in, in almost all the countries. So, the healthcare system has been lousy in providing better healthcare in an affordable way um, because the system is is set up to feed uh, the players that are in the market and 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 to uh, due to lack of uh, of uh, competition mainly and uh, uh, the only thing that can change that is through uh, insurance so the payer the payer need to uh, we are going to start uh, pushing uh, to reduce the costs i'm talking about else uh, the insurance the insurance companies but i'm talking talking also about general population. So, uh, I'm not prepared to pay 50% of my taxes for uh, supporting uh, the healthcare system. It's not affordable. Uh, It's not rational. It's not rational. Based on that, I believe that there is um, a lot of technologies that can fit this because in the work environment and also in life, uh, you have now uh, differentiated needs from differentiated consumers. So, it's not the same motivating Obese young person or uh, motivating elder person, an elder person. So, I believe that the technologies or or the range of technologies that can uh, help to address this variation, it will be it will be a a key point, a key point, and the ones and the ones that can uh, in one hand. Demonstrates the positive or negative behavior of the user, and this uh, is not so democratic. Uh, so is uh, I'm I'm paying the insurance of my employees. Is right that I have access to their uh, to the information that shows if they are doing their best to keep healthy. Essentially, uh, I don't know. Is is another question. But uh, if I could, I would be and and um, not to. <laughs> Not to push them against the wall, but uh, to motivate them. To motivate them. Uh, the second, uh, the second thing that I think is interesting is showing, uh, showing uh, that this has a positive impact. For example, in the lack of absenteeism or whatever. And sometimes it's quite tricky because people change from jobs, so you can have w- one company investing, uh, let's say, in 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 increasing. Uh, the condition of a worker and after it will be another company that uh, that will benefit. How can we cross and, and try to transfer the responsibilities and also the costs between these uh, frequent changes of, of job? Uh, but uh, I think sooner or later um, this will become more complex and all are going to be pushed to keep ourselves healthy because our, our insurance company will complain or like in Europe, uh, in Germany is the same, uh, our social system of health, um, the taxpayers will start complaining uh, for uh, for the high uh, costs, and mainly because we are transferring the cost for the next generation. so and they will not forgive us if we don't take care well of their money. But I believe that one of the things that I was uh, thinking when you mentioned that um, through the body temperature, you can calculate the calories burn. Instead of what it is happening now that is uh, doing a kind of uh, fake calculation uh, based on, on the default or, or, or in parameters that we don't know exactly what it is. I think this kind of technology has a high potential of um, providing anonymous or not anonymous information about uh, if a community or a group of people is, is really uh, consuming calories and doing their best. Sorry, Angela, I was a little bit long.
0: No, no, that's okay. I mean, clearly it's a topic that we can, like you said, go on for hours and hours. But I I was just curious with the question and with both of you having dabbled in the healthcare arena also and then turning to consumer tech in the specific for running, I was, I was just curious. But we're coming up on our time. And so I would say maybe to wrap it up, what would be maybe some advice for our listeners? You know, maybe a challenge of sorts. Um, and it can be anything, whether it's pertaining to wearables, pertaining to their lifestyle, anything, what would be some advice you, you would offer? Um, and let's go with you, Greta to start.
2: I would say go and move, go running because it's, it's freeing up the head. It's it's feeling good. You feel good after that. I would advise everybody to you know, to do a lot of sports because um, from my own opinion and from my own experience, it's um, it's the one thing that you can do if everything else is, you know, not going the way you want it. Then you just go and work out and then, you know, you feel better.
1: Agreed? Um, I have two points to mention. One is challenging uh, the people that don't do sports and and, and think that they are active. To buy a wearable and see uh, um, that maybe their reality is is much less than their perception, <laughs> and 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 using this as a kind of incentive to to to, to start uh, uh, doing some support like Reta suggests, and uh, and and the second thing is thinking that uh, wearables uh, more than getting new data or, or or some guidance about how to do well the sport or giving this information they can be really useful uh, to help uh, on the motivation and the consistency in practicing uh, some sports because uh, going to run one or two times is 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 okay all of us can do it but after uh, keeping doing this as a routine is is quite hard and um, I think is one of the the games that twerbs uh, can play and play and mm-hmm. play with value.
0: Yes, you're right. Excellent. Well, we've come to the end. So, it's good advice. I hope our listeners will will take heed. Thanks very much to both of you for participating. And best of luck to you, Greta, with the business.
2: Thanks um, for having me.
0: We hope to uh, to see you in the news, and um, we'll certainly be in touch. Um, we'll, and we'll for our listeners, we will include the website for Cozy News in our show notes so that you can check it out for yourself. And with that, happy holidays, everybody. And thanks for your time. Until next time, stay tuned. Thank you for listening to the Wearable Progression Podcast. To learn more about kinematics and how better information can make you a better runner, visit www.kinematics.pt.